Praise the Lord. Are we called this morning? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here with you this morning. I'm so privileged. I want to give thanks to God Almighty for making it possible for us to be here. And also God's servant, Pastor Bill and his wife. Thank you very much for having us. It's a privilege that we don't take or granted at all. You know, a few days I was praying and I was asking God that where are the fathers of the land? They look as if they are young people coming up, but they don't have the connection with the fathers. Yeah. And so many, I don't want to use the word spiritual bastards, but it looks like we have so many yeah. um, spiritual children that don't have fathers. Yeah. And not because they don't want to have fathers, in the spirit, but because somewhere along the line, there was a disconnection. And when Pastor Bill told me I was going to um, be ministering, I saw it as a privilege and the connection of the children coming back with the connection of the father. So this is one meeting I have trusted God for. This is one meeting I have prayed for, and I trust that we will see the goodness of God today. Amen. I want to give honor also to my husband. I'm married to just one man. <laughs> and we are blessed with three kids. Um, thank God he's here with me today. I honor him and I celebrate him. Amen. Can we just bow our heads? I just want us to talk to God this morning individually. God told me there's going to be healing in the house this morning. Now, I don't know what your needs are. I don't know why you came, but God knows. He's the one that searches the heart, even the deep things of the heart. Just talk to your father this morning, just whisper words to him. The Bible declares that the expectations of the righteous shall never be cut short. We are in God's presence this morning. And the Bible declares that we are two or three are gathered in his name. Yeah. He is there. And our gathering this morning is not unto man. Our gathering this morning is not unto flesh. Our gathering this morning is unto God. And Father, we say we give you all the glory this morning. We give you all the praise. We give you all the thanks. Be thou exalted, O God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right, let's go straight to the word of God. Um, I talk very fast, but I'll try to slow down a bit. So in case I'm too fast, just say, calm down, calm down, calm down, and I'll be fine. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, if you are with your Bible, and if the Bible is not borrowed, you can underline it. <laughs> yes, Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, the Bible says, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Another version puts it this way. The earnest expectations of the creations, they are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Now, who are the sons of God? 
The Bible says to them that received him, to them that believe, he gave what? The power to become the sons of God. As far as you are a believer, you are a son of God. And that power is made resident in you. Now, the Bible says there is a, crea a creation that have been locked in darkness. There is a creation that has been locked in pain. There is a creation that has been locked in sorrow. There is a creation that has been locked up in anguish. They are groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. And as far as you are a believer, you are that son, you are that child that God is talking about this morning that is set to rescue this creation that are groping in darkness. The Bible says to them that believe, that is the criteria. In Christendom right now, a lot of things are going on. It is not a pastor's thing. And I celebrate our pastors. I celebrate the men of God. I celebrate the apostles. I celebrate the prophets. But it is not a pastor's thing. It is not a prophet's thing. It is not an apostle's thing. It is for the children of God. The criteria is for you to believe. The criteria is for you to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. That is the criteria. And back in my country right now, they have so much abused the prophetic that if I have a problem now and I go to a man of God and the first thing he asks me for is where is your seed? Where is your money? How much do you have? So I use my money to buy the prophetic. I use my money to buy the word of God. I, there was one time my, my, my son is a bit challenged and then... Um, we are going through some form of financial crisis here in the UK. And I really needed somebody. This is a true life story. It happened to me. I really needed somebody to pray for my son. And um, somebody gave me uh, a pastor's number in Nigeria. And I called the pastor. And I was like, my son needs prayers. I need you to pray for him. And, and the first thing she asked me is, how much do you have? Yeah. How much do you have? And because we were not working then, so we were in financial crisis. I was so much desperate for my son to be prayed for that. If I had the money, I would have given her. And I said, I don't have any money. And she laughed. And she said, whenever you have the money, call me and I will pray for him. And I went back. And I said, the same God that called you is the same God that called me. The same God that anointed you is the same God that anoints me. The same me you need you use in praying is the same me I will use to pray. And I went to my closet 12 midnight every day. I will wake up. I will pray for my son. And there are changes in his life now. You could see positive changes in his life. So there is a generation that is waiting for you. The Bible says concerning Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 verse 5. He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, he said, before I formed you, I knew you. He said, I have ordained you as a prophet to the nations. If God has called you a prophet to the nation, why do you want to die? Uh, why do you want to die like, a, let me use the word, like a local champion in Scotland? He said, I have ordained you to the nations. That means the, 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 the redemption of nations is in your mouth. You carry destinies on you. 
But because we limit ourselves, like Jeremiah, I cannot go. I cannot do it. I'm stammering. I'm sick. I'm not well. Who told you? Who told you that? When God came to the garden to look for Adam, he said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Normally, Adam will come out. But on this occasion, Adam did not come out. And he said, we were naked. God did not see the nakedness. And God said, who told you? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you cannot go to the nations? Who told you you cannot be anointed? Who told you you cannot preach the gospel? Who told you you cannot heal the sick? Who told you you cannot raise the dead? Jesus said, this same power I have, I give it unto you. Go in my name. He said, these signs, these signs, that is the criteria. We only need to believe. We only need to step out in faith. He said, these signs shall follow them. Not that are ordained. Not that are apostles. I respect all of those names. Not that are apostles. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name, we shall cast out demons. Did the Bible not say, therefore God has highly exalted him. And has given him the name that is above all names. That at the mention of the name, of, you only need to mention the name of Jesus. There's a song that says, demons tremble at the mention of his name. You only need to mention the name of Jesus. Yeah. Therefore God has highly exalted him, Jesus. And has given him the name that is above all names. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, of things beneath the earth. And every tongue, hallelujah, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When tongues begin to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, in a city revival breaks out. When tongues begin to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, just like we are professing over Scotland, that in Scotland, Jesus Christ is Lord, revival breaks out. Hallelujah. And we will see revival in this land. We will see it in our time. No, we will, no, you will not die. In case somebody has told you you will die. I came to cancel that negative prophecy. Because the Bible says you shall not die. You shall live to declare the works of God. If you are not declaring the works of God, you are going nowhere. Amen. Acts 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and with power. I was in prayers and the Lord said to me, if God can anoint Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus Christ is God, but he came to this world in form of flesh so that he could deliver mankind. Am I communicating? So Jesus Christ in his originality, he's a God. He's the third person of the Trinity. But he came to this world to deliver me and to deliver you. Now the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Hallelujah. And in prayers, the Lord said to me, if Jesus Christ that is God needed the Holy Ghost and power to walk through this earth, we as his children, we also need the Holy Ghost and we also need power. Because except they see a sign, they cannot believe. 
You are shouting revival, revival, revival. There are so many sick people. There are so many people dying of cancer. There are so many people dying of terrible diseases. Imagine you just step into a cancer clinic. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. You don't need you, you don't need a message. You don't need a church. They'll come looking for you. And that is the power that we need in this time. You can carry that power. You can carry that glory. You can carry that anointing. It is available for you. If Jesus Christ carried it, and you are a child of God. It is also available for you. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Remember where we read from? The endless expectations of the creations. And I was in prayers. And I was saying, God, there's a generation that is waiting for me. Let me tell you something before I progress. Do you know that you carry somebody's healing in your mouth? Do you know that you carry somebody's blessing in your mouth? And if you don't manifest they may die without receiving that blessing. That is why you must manifest as a child of God so that somebody can be blessed. You carry somebody's healing in your mouth. That is why you must manifest on the scene so that somebody will not die of cancer. Somebody will not die. Oh, so many people died of COVID. It was so painful. Imagine we had somebody with the healing grace and said we don't care the situation, whether it is so like John G. Lake. All COVID patients, come out here. Yes. And you begin to heal. We don't need the vaccine. So I'm sorry to say it's all nonsense. Manipulation from the pit of darkness. We don't need the vaccine. What we needed was the healing power of God. We needed more healing Christians. I don't want to use the word pastors or apostles so that you don't look like it is people that are, you know. No, we need more people like you on the scene. Hallelujah. We need more children of God on the scene. We need more intercessors on the scene to send that devil back to hell. Amen. COVID was a devil. It was not any sickness. It was a devil from the pit of hell. And thank God for the children of God that rose and rejected back to hell. Somebody's healing is in your mouth. Hallelujah. Don't let that person die of cancer. Because you refuse to arise as a son. I mean, when I mean son, I don't mean male gender. The Bible says we are all sons of God. So female, male, all of us sons of God. <laughs> Amen. Don't let that person die of that sickness because you refuse to manifest. Because when you get to heaven and that person gets to heaven, they may come to you and say, if you had manifested, I would have lived longer. Amen. But because you refuse to showcase the glory of God, I died prematurely. It is not the will of God for any man to die prematurely. Because the Bible tells me that because God lives, you will live. The Bible says with long life will he satisfy you and show you the reward. When God means long, long is long. I mean, long cannot be 30. Long cannot be 39. That is the devil cutting short the lives of innocent people. He said, with long life, with long life, you shall not die but live. 
He said, because God lives, you will live. You will face tomorrow. All of your fears are gone. With long life, he will satisfy you. Yeah. Amen. Normally, it should be when you decide to go. That's why I love Apostle Paul. He got to a stage in his life. You know, normally when people want to die, they start writing their wishes. Some people know make. In my country, where I come from, there's them, they don't make funeral arrangements and all of that. It's good, you people have it here. It's expected that when your father or your mother dies, the children, is their responsibility to bury. Even if they have to go and borrow money, they'll borrow money to bury their parents. So it is okay when you have all of those arrangements here and you just prepare everything and when you want to go, um, you are scared of going. But Paul got to a stage in his life. He said, for me to live is Christ. For me to go. He was peddling between life and death. It was a choice for him. It was a decision for him. Should I go to Christ? Should I stay on earth? Should I go to Christ? Should I stay on earth? That should be your decision. You should decide when to leave this earth. Should I go? No. Should I stay? He said, no. Necessity is laid on me. Let me stay for your sake. You should tell yourself, I want to stay for my children's sake. It is not time for me to die. I shall not die. I shall live because I carry the mandate of God. I carry the mandate of heaven. And back to Romans 8. The Bible says the endless expectations of the creations. How many minutes do I have? <laughs> the endless expectations of the creations. They are waiting. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. The Bible says they are groaning. Yeah. Most times when people groan, it's out of pain. They are groaning in pain. They are groaning in affliction. They are groaning in suffering. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, how long will they groan? Because a son of God refused to manifest. Because your deliverance, that deliverance, is with you. They can't help themselves. That's why the Bible says they are waiting endlessly. Another fashion say excitedly, expectantly for you to come on the scene. And when they hear that an evangelist is in town, they are happy, they are excited. They think it's the moment, they think it's their season. But the evangelist just bows out, out of shame and out of defeat. For how long will this creation wait? For how long will that your neighbor be in drugs? Now let's take it closer. For how long will that your neighbor be in an abusive marriage while you can pray for them and God will restore the marriage? For how long will people be dying around you of cancer? I hate cancer is a monster, is a demon from hell. For how long will people be dying around you? And the best things we say these days as Christians, the Lord give it and the Lord take it. No, it is not the will of God that any man 
should die. Even if you are ready to go, there's a better way to go. The Bible says, Enoch, walk with God. I like that one. You just vanish. You just tell your children, God is visiting today. Anytime he comes, I'm gone. You decide it. The Bible says, Elijah was carried the chariot of fire. I like it. I don't want to be stricken with sickness and I'll be shaking, giving everybody body around. There's a better way to go home if you want to go. Yes. Yeah. As children of God, what is lacking in our lives and what is lacking in this generation is the power of God. We no longer have power. We no longer have men and women of God that are crying to God, give me power. We no longer have people like John Knox that can wake up and say, God, give me Scotland or I die. Did God not deliver Scotland? You see, the problem with we Christians is that we are afraid to die. But the Bible says, he that lays his life down will have it. But he that keeps it, you will lose it. So it's better to just lay it down so that you can have it back. We are afraid to die. That's why we cannot take some steps. That's why we cannot make, make some, 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 I mean, some, some, some challenging words to the kingdom of darkness. Esther said, I am going to the king. The Jews, my people, they have to be delivered. They have to be set free. If I don't do something about it, they will be slaughtered. Esther said, I am going to the king. If I perish, I perish. She was determined to save her tribe. Did Esther perish? Did Esther perish? The three evil boys say, Oh, king, consigning this matter, it is already settled. We know the God that we serve. We know that he is able to deliver us. But king, just in case he doesn't show up, we will not bow to your nonsense idol. Did God show up or not? Did God show up or not? Daniel! They made a decree. No more prayers in the land. We need to be bold. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of boldness, of love, and of a sound. We need to begin to exercise boldness to the kingdom of darkness and to the works of darkness. Because whether we like it or not, the devil is out to stop us, but we must chase him out of town. Amen. To make a decree from henceforth, no more prayers. I love such boldness. That was the way he went today. He went on the rooftop and opened the windows. I want to pray so that you will know that I serve a God. Hallelujah. As he began to pray, God, do you know the story? They took him and they put him in the lion's den. A lion that naturally will devour him. The lion, the lion would have devoured him under anointing. <laughs> the lion would have devoured him under grace. Because it was a good dinner for Daniel. But instead of the lion to devour Daniel, the lion looked at Daniel and said, This one 
is one of us because he came from the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's also a lion like me. A lion cannot eat lion. And the, the, the lion started, started having fellowship with the one that he was supposed to devour. Why? Because he stood out and said, I must pray. I must serve my God. If revival must come to Scotland, we must be bold to face the parliament. If revival must come to Scotland, we must be bold to face the house of common. No more abortion rights. Nonsense rights of killing innocent children. Yes. We must be bold to their face. It's all about money. Your money perish with you. We don't need your money. The God that we serve is able to provide for us. Hallelujah. Bible says God has given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. Everything I need to succeed in this life, God has given to me. Anything I need to succeed in my spiritual life, God has given it to me. Nicholas told I don't need your money. Yes. I know the God yes. that I serve. Stop the killing of human beings. It is anti-God. Yes. <clears throat> we must be bold. But you can't be bold if you don't have power. Paul said, we did not come to you with enticing words of man. That is, we are not preaching what you want to hear because we want to get money from you. So our message is in the demonstration of the power. Friends, you must carry power. You must carry power. Let me tell you something. If you don't carry power, the devil will mess your life up. Sickness today, problem tomorrow, accident tomorrow, affliction tomorrow, your kids going haywire, you don't know what is happening, your finance, you are working, you have nothing to show for. You're getting depressed, you're getting tormented, you're getting insomnia, you can't sleep, you are, just, you are not happy. But when you carry the power of God, When you carry the power of God, every circumstance bows to you. Because there is a power that is at work at you. It is called dynamis. It is able to subdue every satanic and demonic oppression or negativity around you. We need to carry power. We need to carry power. This generation will lack power. We lack glory. Amen. I was listening to Catherine Kuhlman a few hours ago. In her lifetime, Jesus, two million people were healed through Catherine Kuhlman. Two million people. And I watched as they, oh my God, we need to carry power. We are playing as Christians in this generation. And I watched as they, as they, bring, they bring people with wheelchair. And as they come in the wheelchair, they are sure of going back home, walking. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the Catherine Comas of this generation? I listen to Emmy Simple McPherson. Oh my God, what a terrible anointing. And you are wondering what is happening? She has wheelchair service. Ambulance service for the people that are so, so that their cases are so worse in the hospital that they can't even come to the meetings. They arrange for ambulance to, and she doesn't need to touch, she just needs to lay her hands on the ambulance. 
and the sick person in the ambulance will be healed. Amen. And we are struggling to heal headache. Hey, that devil is bad. No, 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 no. We are struggling. We are afraid. We are afraid to lay hands on the sick. Oh, no, 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 no. And there's a creation that is waiting. Let me tell you something. Jesus, help me. I hear God say complicated medical issues. He's wiping off. Anyone that has a complicated medical issues, God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has a complicated medical issues, God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my father. You don't have to be educated. And I'm not ruling out education. If you have opportunity to go to school, please do. Go to school. Get yourself some degrees. It's good. But what we are talking about has nothing to do with education. And somebody's saying, why are you saying that? Now, the Bible tells me that when they saw the boldness of Peter, ah, somebody's not with me here. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, the Bible says they knew that they were schooled and ignorant men. Another version says they were illiterate men. So, but the people took note of one thing that these guys had been with Jesus. It takes being with Jesus to contact power. We are too busy in this generation. Wake up in the morning, rush to work, come back home, have some food, watch television. Go to bed, wake up the next morning, rush to work, come back home, have some food, watch BBC, go. How can you carry power that way? Yeah. Yeah. No fellowship with God, no relationship, no prayer altar. So, of course, you can't even remember when last you prayed. How can you live a life of prayerlessness? See, you are just giving yourself to the devil as a prayer. The Bible says concerning Jesus, a great while before morning, he will go up to the mountain and he will pray. He will pray in the night. When he comes down in the morning, he will begin to perform miracles. But my generation, we will sleep in the night. And when we wake up in the morning, we are looking for overtime job to do. We have so much to work over time that our body is looking like overtime. No power. No grace. I don't want a Christianity that is without power. And I said something to God. If you are sending me on this assignment, give me power. Because I'm going to face the Goliaths. I'm going to face the giants. I'm going to face the beasts. I'm going to face the lions. I'm going to face the vultures. I'm going to face the tigers. I need power. We need power as a child of God. We need power. Have a prayer life. So first pray one hour once a year. <laughs> one hour once a year. You know what you are doing to yourself? You are, you are, you are damaging your destiny. <laughs> so first pray 30 minutes once a month. 
Ah, the devil is just waiting for you to enter his net. Christians, we can't pray one hour anymore. Jesus said to his disciples, can't you watch with me one hour? That is the least a day a Christian should pray. Minimum one hour. Maximum 24 hours because we only have 24 hours in a day. So of course, all we do is microwave prayer. When you are going to work, you are starting your car. Father, thank you for today. I'm going out to space. Microwave prayer. Bless my husband. Bless my children. Bless my food. You can't carry power that way. Jesus said to his disciples, I am going. But I want to introduce you to someone. He said, go to the upper room. Oh my God. He said, tarry here. Everybody look at me. He said, tarry here. Don't go anywhere. Don't be distracted. Tarry, stay here. Something is going to come on you. Acts 1.8. He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes on me. If they had not tarried enough, they would have missed the visitation of the Holy Spirit. So of us, when God is giving us instructions, tarry ye here. That is the day you know that your grocery is finished. You need to go show God, I don't have grocery, I need to go shopping. God is saying, tarry here. Oh God, you know, I have to go and buy some pepper. God is saying, tarry here. Oh, what's up? That is the demon of our generation. I've not heard from my mother a long time ago. Hi, mom. Rubbish, 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 rubbish. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Because you are doing the right thing at the wrong time. And that is nonsense. When you're supposed to be tarrying in the presence of God. When you're supposed to be praying to contact fire. When you're supposed to be praying to build capacity. The Bible says building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says we know it more we should pray for like we ought to. But there's a spirit in us that maketh intercession with words, with groanings that cannot be uttered. The Bible says men ought always to, always, not some of the time, not few of the time, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Listen to me. If you are fainting in life, you are not praying. If you are praying, you cannot faint. If you are failing in life, you are not praying. If you are praying, you cannot fail. We need to get to that place where we wrestle with God. And you know what they have told us in this generation? You know what they have told us in this microwave Christianity we are practicing? Because listen to me, this is not the Christianity that Jesus Christ delivered to us. How can Peter's shadow heal the sick? Now, we don't understand it. 
This is the sick. This is Peter's shadow. Let me put it up so that people can see, okay? This is the sick. This is Peter's shadow. This is Peter. I'm not anywhere close to the sick. It's my shadow that is just casting image yeah. on the sick. And the sick gets well. In this generation, this microwave Christian generation, I will even put my whole body on the sick. The sick will not recover. Because I like power. We must get to that place in God. I know what they have told us. They have lied to us so much. They have told us that what's going to be is going to be. <laughs> they have lied to us that your destiny can be delayed, but it cannot be denied. <laughs> if your destiny is delayed, you are missing out in life. It's better to arrive on your destiny on time. Finish your assignment on time. Imagine somebody telling you that if your destiny is delayed, and by 90 years, that is when you tell Pastor Bill, Pastor Bill, I have the calling of God to go to the nations at 90. What were you doing at 20? Where is the strength at 90? Yeah. A destiny delayed is a wasted destiny. God did not design for our destinies to be delayed, but they have lied to us. They have told us. But what's gonna be is gonna be. Friends, what's gonna be is not gonna be. You have to make your life count. You have to make it gonna be. Because the Bible tells me that right from the days of John the Baptist until now, now means now, that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And it is only the men of violence, people that are violent enough to take their life, to take their destiny, to take their healing, to take their ministry, to take their calling. You must be violent. It was at that point that Jacob got to his, in his life. Imagine a man wrestling with an angel. After all he has done, he knew that something was missing in his life. And when he had the opportunity to fight for his destiny, the Bible says he wrestled with the angel until his destiny was changed. He said to the angel, I will not let you go today until you bless me. I will not let you go until you change my story. I will not let you go until you heal me. I will not let you go. I will be on this prayer altar. I will be on this prayer mountain. Father, I will not let you go until you give me a word for my generation. I will not let you go except you anoint me. That should be our prayer. That should be our heart cry. God, I will not let you go because the endless expectations of the creations, they are waiting for glory to come on the scene. The endless expectations of the Christians, they are waiting for me to come with healing anointing. They are waiting for me to come with deliverance power. They are waiting for me to show up with the glory of God. 
there is a generation that is waiting for you. How long, God said to me, how long will you let them groan in pain and in darkness under the captive of the enemy? Because we are too lazy to pay the price. We are too lazy to do the biddings of the Lord. We want to sit in our comfort zone. Yeah. I see some people praying these days with a cup of coffee. Oh Lord Jesus. Hi God. Oh God, did you sleep okay? Coffee Christians. Burger KFC Christians. There's a place you will get to where you tell yourself, I am tired of the nonsense in Scotland. Do you know? Let me tell us something. Amane Egeneve. Can I say something? Pastor B, will you invite me back? <laughs> Let me say something. Do you know? Do you really know that if we don't pay the price now to salvage Scotland, our children will pay dearly for it? Have you noticed? Like I said when I started. I'm rounding up soon. Like I said when I started, there's a bridge between the older generation and the younger generation. We go to our churches these days, we don't see our children. We go to our churches these days, we only see the elderly. 80s, 85s, 90s because they know that their time is soon god will call them soon so they are just going to church so that they can get close to god so when the roll call is called they will just appear in heaven but by the time you go to heaven and you do not pay the price to salvage your children and your grandchildren what happens to them when i was studying the bible the bible says a man's a good man layeth inheritance for his children and his children's children. Do you know something? My dad died about 11, 12 years ago. And I was, when I read that scripture, I didn't understand the spiritual meaning. I only took the physical meaning that will profit my selfish self. And I was insulting my father. Why didn't you die as a rich man? Why didn't you leave mansions for us? Why didn't you leave cars for us? Why didn't you leave houses for us? Why will you die and leave us like penniless? And now we have to struggle and fend for ourselves. When the Bible says I was justifying my stupidness. When the Bible says a good man layeth inheritance. And the Holy Spirit said no. Inheritance is not just material things. Inheritance is the spiritual substance that you pass on to your children from one generation to another generation. From one gen that is a good inheritance that a man can leave for his children. Because whether we like it or not, your, your money will perish in this world. Your houses will perish in this world. Your cars, all the gold you have will perish in this world. Because the Bible tells me that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Yeah. And can I tell you something? It is not even possible for a man to gain the whole world. 
Because Joe Biden will be fighting for the wealth of America. Putin will be fighting for the wealth of Russia. Um, Zelensky, whatever, will be fighting for the wealth of Ukraine. My president in Nigeria, election is going on right now, presidential election. There's been so much bribing in billions. In billions. They are bribing, bribing in billions to get on power. So it is not even possible for one man to gain the whole world. But the Bible says, let's even say it is possible for a man to gain the whole world. You own America, you own Russia, you own Ukraine, you own China, you own Mexico, you own Canada, you own Kenya, you own, you own, you own the whole world. But you lose your soul. The Bible says, what shall it profit you? It profited you nothing. So the good inheritance we can give to our children and our children's children is number one, a love for God. I said to my children, 12, 10, and 5, I don't care what you want to study in the university. It's not my business. If you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor. If you want to be a lawyer, school, you must go to school. But I'm not going to force you. You must be a doctor. You must. I won't do that. But the one I am going to force you to do, my God, you must serve. My church, you must go. Bible, you must read. Prayer, you must pray. Heaven, you must go. I am not giving that decision for them to make. Because the Bible says, turn up the child in the way that he should go. And let me tell us something. There is no child that is too difficult for God to handle. It's because you have not prayed enough. The Bible says, while men slept. When we are supposed to be praying, we are sleeping. Have we not slept enough in our lives? Have we not slumbered? Some of us, you, you know, sleep is good. But when you slumber, that means you are sleeping inside sleep. I don't know how to explain it. That means it's the worst case of sleep. Why men slept? When we are supposed to be gate watchers. When we are supposed to be city watchers, mothers, when we are supposed to be like the mother eagle, watching over our children, stopping the plans and the attacks of the enemy on our prayer altars, we are busy sleeping. And the Bible says, while men slept, the enemy came and so tires. Corrupted the hearts of your children. Turned their hearts against God. Turned their hearts against you. The same child that used to be very loving. Now you call him, he tells you, Mom, shut up. I don't want to hear you. The enemy came and so thirst. But we can correct the lives of our children on the altar of prayer. Do we know how to pray? Do we have men and women that can pray? Do we still have the people they call the mothers of Israel? That when they say to God, God, hello, I have come. God knows he has to appear to answer them. We no more have praying mothers in the church. We only have sleeping mothers. Most of our mothers now, they go for dance club in the community center. Every Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock, they are dancing. 
Thursday evening, community center, they're dancing. Are you going for a dance competition when your children are going to hell? Yeah. It's cause for weeping. Hellfire is not a place that you wish your worst enemy to go to. Talk less of your child. But the destiny of that child is in your hands. Let me give us a story as I round up. I have a sister my younger sister, four years, yes, four years younger. My younger sister, my mom is a praying woman. Till now, if I call my mom on phone now, she will pray for every one of you here. Like I'm in a meeting, she will say, oh, put the phone on speaker. She will pray for, she will pray. I went to Nigeria, I'm 45. I went to Nigeria when I was 42, 2019. I was sleeping at night. I'm coming back to my story. I was sleeping at night in the bed. My mom opened the door and I heard her praying. And she came to my bed and she laid hands on me. At this age, she still prays. She doesn't matter whether you are married or you are not married, your destiny must be corrected. At 42, I visited her, 2019. She, midnight, she opened the door. And I heard her speaking in tongues. And she brought anointing oil. And she laid hands on me. And she was praying over me. There is no way my destiny can spoil. When I have a praying mother. Your children should be saying that about you. That is where I'm going to. So I have this younger sister. That the devil entered her head. You know when devil enters somebody. The, 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 real, the real devil. Not these small small demons. The real devil entered my younger sister, started misbehaving, prostituting like, I mean, nonsense. And it got to my mom. My mom was heartbroken. Out of nine children, you are the one that the devil wants to use. And my mom says, no, the devil cannot use you. Because her name is Lovett. My mom said, I called you Lovett. You are supposed to be showing love of God to people, not love of God to demonic men that are sleeping with you. And my mom went to prayers, and my mom, first of all, changed her name. From love it, my mom called her the love of God. Redirected her life. Do you know, out of nine children, that lady is a missionary now in Zambia. Yeah. Out of nine children, she's the only one that got married to a pastor. Because she had a mother that went on her knees and said, Father, no, concerning love it, she is your child. I rebuke the hand of the devil over her life. The thief will not skip. The Bible says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Jesus said, I have come that you, you, you will have life. You want to carry the power of God. You want to carry the fire of God. We must give ourselves to prayer.
there is no shortcut. There is no evil way. There is no, there is no, there is no, I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it now. It's either you pray or you pray. It's either you pray or you pray. Chase the devil out of your home. Chase the devil out of your community. You are living in an, an, an environment and there are witches there. As my boss back out, there's one witch in that flat, and you start begging the council to give you a kill the witch. The Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. Let your light be so be so bright that it suffocates the activity of darkness. Then we run out. You know why we run from witches? Because our light is not shining. Ah, there are witches on my street. I can't even pass through that street. Most times you are passing because you are afraid, you are praying. It's not really prayer, it's prayer of fear. So that the activities of the witch will not touch you. Rashi just said, I have given you power. What are you doing with the power? You sleep at night and they come to press you. Like, they, they call it, uh, what do they call it? Uh, sleeping paralysis. It's demonic. It's, it's not sleeping, it's not, it's, it's the activities of darkness. Because you don't have power. It's because you don't have fire. There are people that are not happy that you are alive. There are people that will go at any length to kill you. Yes. There are people that are cast, casting spells and making negative incantations. Because they want you to fail in life. Amen. There are people that visit evil altars and evil shrines with your names and your pictures. Don't think it doesn't exist. They can only get at you if you don't carry fire. One time I was afflicted in my head. It was a satanic affliction. The only way I could describe it is what as if a train was going around my head. I went to the GP. One day I was almost crying to the doctor. I need help. My head. He said, I cannot help you. I did two blood tests. They checked hearts. They checked liver. They checked everything. Perfect. I went for MR scan. They did x-ray on my head. There was, I was supposed to say, okay, if there is two more or anything, let me face it with the scripture. It's clear. There was nothing clear. Where was the headache coming from? It was a demonic affliction. And I went to one of our pastors. You need to carry the power of God. You need to carry the fire of God. You need to have a prayer life. Yeah. Keep your altars burning. And I went to one of our pastors. And as I was, during that affliction, I'll be walking on the road. I'll be hearing in my ears, you will die. This was 2019, you will die. It was audible. I go for night work, I come back, I can't sleep. I'll be hearing, you will die. 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 I'm telling you what happened to me 2019. And I went for a prophetic meeting. And the man of God came up on the stage. He said, 
there's somebody in this meeting, you are hearing in your ears that you will die. You will die. And I say, sir, it's me. I ran out. I'm telling you why you should carry fire. I'm telling you why you should have a prayer life. And he said, you are hearing you will die in your ears. He said, it's real. He said, because someone went to a voodoo doctor and invoked your name in a pan. He's a prophetic guy. He's a seer. Unknown to me that anybody went to anywhere. I was just living my normal life. And by the Spirit of God, he said, someone invoked your name in a pan for your picture to appear and for them to kill you. He said, but what appeared was not your picture. What appeared was the fire of the Holy Ghost. If my picture had appeared, they would have fired me from the realm of the Spirit. I mean, I would have been walking and I would just collapse. And they'll say, oh, she, she just died of fatigue. No, they have conjured your name because the Bible says the spiritual controls the natural. Why men slept? The kingdom of darkness are working over time. Christians are sleeping. We give excuse not to pray. The Holy Spirit comes you at 12 midnight to pray. Holy Spirit, I just came back from work. I need to sleep. And these witches, when it is time for them to appear in their coven, they don't give excuse. They just appear. And he said that yoke is destroyed. That yoke is cancelled. The headache vanished. I never heard the headache. I stopped hearing the voice. I'm alive. I'm alive. Imagine if I didn't have a prayer life. Imagine if God was not on my side. Can we just bow our heads? I just want us to talk to God. We need to carry fire. So first, we need to rededicate our lives to God. I'm not saying you are a sinner, but we need to tell God, come afresh on me. Yes. There's an old church song, Spirit of the Living God. Come afresh on me. Break me. Remold me. Fill me. And use me. That should be our cry. Because when God comes, when Jesus comes, we don't want to meet him empty-handed. Can we just talk to God? I don't know what your heart cry is. There is a generation that is waiting for you. If you didn't hear anything I said this morning, hear this one, that there is a generation. Yeah. There is a generation that is groaning in darkness and they're waiting for your manifestation. For this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. If you're here, you've not given your life to Jesus. Just tell Jesus to come into your heart. That is the first step to receiving power. That is the first step to receiving fire. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. Help me to live this Christian race till the day 
that I see you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. The next set of people I want to pray for, if you are sick in any part of your body, any part of, just lay your hands there. Just pain in the ears that God is healing. Pain in the ears that God is healing. Pain in the bones. Pain in the bones. If you have pain in your bones, God is healing you right now. Complicated medical issues. God is healing you right now. God is healing you right now. Can we just rise to our feet, please? Just three more minutes and I'll be done. Can we just rise to our feet? Pain in your bones. Pain, pain in your bones. If you have pain in your bones, if you want me to pray for you, I'll be willing to do that. Pain in your bones. God is healing you right now. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. The Bible declares that he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement that brought about your peace. You don't have that sickness. You don't have that pain. You don't have that restlessness. The chastisement that brought about your peace was laid upon Jesus. The Bible declares that by his stripes, you were, you were, you were, you were, you were. You were healed. We rebuke every pain in the bone right now. In the name of Jesus, we command you to go back to hell. In the name of Jesus, every pain in the ear, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Anyone with complicated medical issues, we speak to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cause cancer. I cause kidney problem. I cause pain in the head. I cause every form of affliction in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that he that the son sets free is free indeed. And I declare your freedom of healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Healing is the children's bread. Begin to eat of that bread of healing right now. Jesus makes you whole. Jesus sets you free. This Jesus has not changed. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. And Father, we give you thanks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for teaching us your word. We return all the glory to you. Blessed be your name, precious Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Thank you.